Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. The three of us are here, and man, we're not really talking about fantasy football. We're just ready slash nervous for football. So joining me as always is Nate and John. Fellas, how are you doing? John, how are you doing? (laughs) This is this is a uh, replication of the group chat earlier today. <laughs> we did start the Skype pretty yeah. quiet because Nate's computer doesn't work or something. Well, and then in the group chat too, Leighton asked yesterday, he's like, so I can't record on Tuesday. Um, would you guys want to record on Monday or Wednesday? <laughs> Neither <laughs> Nate and I didn't <laughs> anything back. Crickets, crickets. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. thanks I, guys. A, a gif of a dude talking to a brick wall so <laughs> honestly if you wouldn't have sent that i probably wouldn't have responded but that was <laughs> it, made, it made you laugh right yeah I did. that was good all right uh but that. no doing good um we i think we're all unanimously well Leighton and i are a little nervous nate's confident as ever um yes sir but yeah it it was a good weekend of football Little little scary there in the second quarter, but uh, we made it. Yeah. Yep. This was a very good weekend of football, in my opinion. I think the divisional round is always my favorite week of the year for the NFL. Probably outside of, like, week one, when you've just got all the built-up excitement and anticipation for fantasy and whatnot. Week one's um, really hype. Week one is pretty hype. It's usually, like, not the best matchups. It's not – with how the NFL is and like how teams handle preseason and training camp and stuff, it's usually not the best football you're going to see all year. seems like people are still kind of easing into the, to the, the season at that point. But outside of that, I really think the divisional round is my favorite. I think there's really good matchups at that point. Um, You don't see a lot of huge, Blowouts, if unless the Giants somehow make it to the divisional round, uh, we <laughs> might see a blowout. But uh, oh, but yeah, it was. Sorry, no, go ahead. Go Interjection. Ahead. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was a really good weekend. Uh, we'll get into the games here in a bit. But uh, Chiefs five straight AFC Championship appearances at Arrowhead, all at Arrowhead. Got to win them. Calling it the Arrowhead Invitational at this point, so I love. Win. I saw that, and I was that is the freaking coolest thing ever. Oh, that was awesome! <laughs> it's you insane. It, you almost gotta pinch yourself to like believe that we're living through this right now as as fans of a team. Um, it really is kind of a dynasty. So, so if, if we it, win the Super Bowl, we are a dynasty, right? Yes. Okay. Ab- absolutely. You, I think we're already a dynasty, to be honest. Just how hard it is to win a Super Bowl in the modern NFL. Um, sure. I, I, I think it is already probably considered a dynasty. Oh wait, how many uh, AFC West divisional championships do we seven. have? Yeah, seven and five straight AFC home appearances with a Super Bowl mixed in there. Super Bowl championship mixed in there. Two Super Bowl appearances. Um, soon to be three. Um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a dynasty uh, for all intents and purposes. 
yeah a, a stat that i find that's incredibly impressive most likely this weekend patrick mahomes is going to enter into the top 10 of all-time playoff passing yards <laughs> passing kirk warner who did not make a playoff appearance until he was 27 years old patrick mahomes is 27 years old <clears throat> that is incredible and he's already top 10 in touchdowns i think i think yeah. i think that was the stat and it that it, it's just I don't know. You have to also attribute that and what Mahomes is to the team and the organization to the 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 viewing of is it a dynasty or not, and it a hundred percent is. I mean, it's the, it's the Mahomes dynasty. That's what it is. Like it was Brady and the Patriots, and it's Mahomes and the Chiefs. And yeah, I'm putting those on the same level, a hundred percent. Ooh, it's coming. But we've got, in my opinion, way tougher competition. Uh, I'd be, yeah. I mean, I'm not nearly as intru- like in tune with you know the business and financial side of the NFL as much as you guys are. Um, and just overall, just kind of like team management, GM moves and whatnot. But I'd be interested to like look at like a study or something of like how different like the that whole dynamic of like rosters and like salary cap and like contract management has changed from like the early to mid 2000s to like now or if it has it just scaled up with with how you know contracts are getting bigger players are making more or has there been like some sort of like any kind of fundamental change where it's like are does players demanding more money now um does it make it harder to build a consistent you know consistently good roster it, it, does that make sense at all what i'm asking yeah we i think we should definitely even like dedicate a whole episode to that maybe during the summer Layton just got excited yeah i can question. see it <laughs> um i the first big contract that i remember from a quarterback Derek carr no it was uh, joe it was flacco bradford if i remember correctly oh, i think gosh. he was like I don't, I don't know if he was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, but I kind of think that he might have been because he had a huge contract <laughs> after his rookie deal, if I remember that correctly. Um, but that's really the only like big like groundbreaking contract that I can remember. Um, like that's from a different era than what we're in right now. Right. Um, Drew Brees had a decent sized contract, I think. I don't know if Peyton ever had anything that was crazy. No, nothing too crazy. Yeah, so I think that's more of a new concept of, hey, if you have a franchise quarterback, he's going to take up 25% of your cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just said and done. That's it. Yeah. So not to get too far off track, I want to kind of bring it back uh, a little bit uh, just because I saw this stat online. On Sunday, Patrick Mahomes will make his fifth AFC Championship appearance, right? Some other notable quarterbacks that have also been to five conference championships include Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Donovan McNabb, Jim Kelly, Brett Favre, and Kenneth Stabler. Hmm. Guess guess how many of those guys will be in the Hall of Fame? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Just one more. 
but what's crazy is if if Mahomes gets to eight, so like, you know, in the next three years, basically, he will be the second all time behind Brady because Brady has fourteen appearances. So he'll be thirty or thirty one, and he'll yeah. arc second all time in conference championship appearances. Yeah. If we make the next three, which yeah. That- I mean that's a lot. A lot of things have to go right. But... I mean, we're just we're just going based off recent history. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all we know. <laughs> that is that is statistically accurate. Um, but yeah, it was a it was kind of a scary game. Hopefully, Mahomes, you know, plays uh, up to some level of what he's close to when he's fully healthy. But we'll see. Um, yeah, the the. Should we just run through all of them really quick and then kind of? We might as well. We're already firing. Sure. Let's, let's get it. Um, so let's let's start with the Chiefs Jags. Kind of touched on a lot of it already. Uh, is there anything that else you guys want to talk about with it? Um, I mean, I feel like you can kind of almost break this game into like three mini games a little bit. Yeah. Where I, I feel like in the first you know quarter and a half, I think. I mean, you're looking at, like, the pre-Mahomes injury part of the game where it seemed like really the Chiefs came out firing. seemed like they were clicking. It seemed like the Jags were honestly, like, showing pretty solid coverages and defenses that were should have given them trouble. But I think Mahomes was kind of in his bag. We all kind of said that early on. Uh, seemed to just be making plays out of nothing. Was finding Kelsey. You could tell those two were – humming together early on um so it seemed like the Chiefs were showed up to play looked very sharp um then obviously the Mahomes injury happened and then there was this little portion of the game uh, I think it was before halftime just after halftime where Chad Henney was in um it seemed like the Jags anything is possible it seemed like the Jags had a little bit of momentum at that point um, I mean, obviously, when you see a star player go down on the other side, uh, it probably gives you a little bit of hope, at least. If I mean, it was a nine-and-a-half-point game set by Vegas bookmakers. Um, I think if you would have gone into that game knowing that Mahomes wasn't playing, it would have been a lot closer to, like, a two-point spread, <laughs> three-point spread for the Chiefs. I think Jack's Mahomes might have been favored. I think it's he's just, like, that much of a difference to this team. And so if you've, you've got a chance like that, if you're Jacksonville, um, I mean, it obviously sparks a little bit of hope for you. But then Mahomes, uh, injury news, comes back, uh, reports are negative. Uh, just, I, I'm saying just a high ankle sprain. It was a high ankle sprain, which is a bad injury, but there's no structural damage or anything. Um, he was able to play through it after he kind of got it taped up, probably got some kind of treatment or meds at halftime. Um came back and it was a very conservative game plan, I think from the chiefs, but um, mistake free. I thought the defense played really well for Kansas city. A lot of, lot of good things shown by Jacksonville though, I think um, for what their expectations were going into this season and kind of where they were in the middle of it. I think they were sitting at one point at three and seven on the year and to come back from that, make the playoffs, win a playoff game when you're trailing 27 to zero, whatever it was, um, impressive. is very impressive. So, I mean, they were really in this game until the very end. I think if Mahomes was healthy the whole game, I think it would have been a little bit more of a comfortable win for Kansas City. But 
Um, overall, this was a this was a pretty fun game to watch. I think. Yeah. So next one, I think this one will also go quick. Giants Eagles. Oh, I have something to say about this. So why don't you go ahead and talk about this? <clears throat> I don't have a ton to say about this. <laughs> okay, uh, Nate. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a ton to say about this either. I felt like this was another kind of – this was a, a very good season for the Giants. I thought they achieved a lot for – if you go through their roster, this is not a talented roster, in my opinion. So I think Dayball and the coaching staff did an incredible job, got the most out of what they were working with. Um, but, yeah, I think the ja- or the Giants – they probably shouldn't have been here, I don't think. Um, they played really well to beat the Vikings last week, but the Vikings, I think, were also pretty overrated. Broad. But if you if you go and look at, like, stats all year for, like, the the Giants, their, their offensive stats were not good at all. For, like, expected yards per play, that's, like, kind of a big stat that I've been looking at more recently, like, they had negative expected yards per play. If you're comparing that to like (laughs) the opposing team, like the teams that have that kind of stat are very rarely have winning records and typically don't make the divisional round of the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. it it was kind of a weird season, but um, I'll be following the, the Daniel Jones conversation this off season for sure. Well, they shouldn't resign him, but that's for a later (laughs) podcast. Um, my, what I wanted to do, and this will actually transition to the other game, is I'm going to take a small victory lap. Because I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but during before the season, or maybe during the season, everybody said the Bills are going to walk to the Super Bowl and win it, right? It was a Bills year. And I said, I'm really worried about losing Brian Dayball for them. And when you see what the Giants did with him as head coach, probably coach of the year, it should be him in my opinion. Um, it's kind of hard to – and you see how the Bills struggled against the Bengals, putting up only 10 points at home. I don't really care what the weather is. The Jet, the Bengals can put up 27. You can put up more than 10. So just those two things, do you think that kind of shifted what you thought about – how much I know about football? No, I'm just kidding. About like the <laughs> about the narrative behind the Bills, or like what what did that what did that game really do to impact you, John? Uh, two things. Yes, deserving of a slight victory lap. Also, <laughs> the Giants lost by 31 in the playoffs. So it like yes, Dayball was a factor, but you know his his own but they should have lost by 31 to the eagles <laughs> I, yeah i i guess and to your point no the bills shouldn't lose to the the, the bills shouldn't lose to anyone by 17 i don't think at least the way that no. I, I, there's not a team in 17 points better than the bills especially in buffalo um I can see because there there were times throughout the season where it seemed like Buffalo was shaky, um, to to say the least. I mean, in the game against Minnesota, it felt like they were shaky. That that was a big game at the time, 
a game that they ended up losing. I, I thought that they were shaky in that game. Um, they could not develop a rhythm against the Bengals. The Bengals were substantially better on offense than the Bills were. They were able to do whatever they wanted against the Bills defense. That was supposed to be one of the best units in the NFL this year. Um, now, granted, when you lose your arguably your best player, you know, you, you can't keep expectations at the same level, but I still thought the Bills were better than this. I was shocked that this was the outcome. This was probably the most surprising game of the divisional round, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if you agree. I thought the Bengals would win. I just didn't think they'd win, like, the way they did. Uh, I did not see this coming. I mean, I feel like if we went back and pulled up our predictions from last week's episode, I was pretty confident in the Bills uh, for this game. I thought the offensive – the injuries to the offensive line on the Bengals was going to be a lot to overcome. I thought the Bills were going to be able to exploit that. I, during the game, I had no idea what the Bills were trying to do defensively. Um, it seemed like the Bengals either took them out of a game plan pretty quickly or the uh, the snow just kind of neutralized the speed that the Bills had on defense. So I think that, that factor. I, I, I think the weather yeah. factor. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think Joe, Joe Burrow is – he – he doesn't hold the ball for all that long. He usually gets it out pretty quickly um, and was kind of able to do so in this game. But really, the Bills' defensive pass rush was non-existent. I did not, I did not recall many snaps when the Bills really got home. Um, so it, it was different. But, yeah, to your point, Leighton, um, I, I think you're, that, was, that was a very good take on what Brian Dayball was going to – Maybe not so much do in New York, but just what that was going to do to Josh Allen's career. I think you said it yesterday to me, like halftime of this Bills-Bengals game, you felt like Josh Allen had really regressed quite a bit back to maybe yeah. what he was two years ago. Yeah, so, no, I, I remember I texted you in the third quarter, Nate, and I was like, game over. And you're just like, well, there's a lot of time left. I'm like, no, this game's over. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like Josh Allen's like a guy that – his exactly. like physical ability and like potential, he probably has the highest ceiling as far as that goes. But I, he just seems like somebody you got to like rein in a little bit. And I think he was able to really do that last year. He was taking care of the ball much better last year. I feel like he was making better decisions and his physical yeah. ability was really helping him succeed. Um, but this year, it's just like some of the decisions he was making in the game yesterday was like, what are you doing? I mean, just like throwing up the, like a 500 ball on third and three or something in and the snow like, where they haven't completed a pass for over like 15 yards all game. It's just like, I think a more mature quarterback or is going to take what the defense is giving him. Um, right. It's and, gonna and do be, what his team needs. It's going to be an interesting off season for the bills. I personally think their window is closed. It's, it's over. They're not winning the Super Bowl next year. I doubt they even make it to the AFC Championship or maybe even the divisional round again. It'll be interesting. It's a hot take. It's they're they're falling down. Um, so I guess we should move on to the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Who could have seen this kind of game coming? Oh wait, everybody did. John, you have a lot of Cowboys friends, as do I. How was the reaction? Oh, actually, I, I live in Dallas. 
man, we should have just taken, we should have just closed my, my work, my business today. Like where I work, it was very depressing. Everybody was upset. So. Yeah. The, um, so there's four very solid Cowboys fans in my office and, uh, two of them normally invite me to lunch if, if they go out somewhere, I didn't invite today. Um, I was actually pretty disappointed about that. Um, no, it, I am a huge fan of Kellen Moore. Um, it's, it's been well documented that I'm, uh, I'm a big fan, but I don't know what that play call was to end the game to the argument sake, you know, it's the last play of the game. It's not supposed to work really, but like it is like the whole point is to score a touchdown. Oh my gosh. I laughed audibly harder than I have as a genuine reaction to an NFL game in a long time, especially the last play of a playoff game. Zeke's final play as a Cowboy was just getting pancaked by Eric Armstead. And it was, it was impressive. Dude, uh, honestly, sorry to cut you off. I was excited to see what that play was going to turn into. I was kind of, I was like really excited to see what they were going to do. So, so I was too. I, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this could actually work. Like this is kind of a, a very interesting uh, I don't know it, it was very new I, I have never seen a formation like that before I was excited and then the 49ers said 200 IQ we're just gonna rush Dak, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of it um, so I, I don't know uh, what did the Cowboys do it's the big question is is Dak the guy uh, nope. no he's he's not you're already paying him but the Cowboys are in such a weird spot. They they have an interesting combination of young, like elite talent in what I'd say is Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb. And then they have like aging stars on their offensive line. I guess Tyler Smith, he could be a promising right tackle or left tackle where, wherever he ends up. Um, what do you do with Pollard? What do you do with Schultz? What do you do with Zeke? I think you let all of them walk. I wouldn't re-sign Pollard, but again, that's kind of getting more into it than what we need to be. Right. Uh, the four, I'm I'm excited to see the 49ers Eagles matchup. I think that'll be a great game. I'm I'm excited for it. Should be low scoring. <sighs> I, I could see it going either way, honestly. I mean, I I can't see I can't see it being high scoring if you ask me. Two run what, first teams with good what, defenses. I don't know. What would high scoring for that game be? Because like I think if both teams get into the twenties, that's high scoring. Yeah. I think it'll be like twenty four to seventeen, whoever wins. Yeah. I, that's pretty accurate. Anything over, more than over like, over under if it was set at forty eight and a half. I'd under. slam the under. Under. I'm gonna it's look it pro- up right now. It's probably like forty Three and a half because it's Vegas. I was gonna say forty-four, but in yeah, one moment. big difference. It should be it should be interesting. I honestly think the 49ers maybe have one of the best rosters in NFL history, outside of quarterback. <laughs> if I'm being honest, wow. Um, well, I mean, they have all pros everywhere. I mean, there's no flaw in their roster. Like if you put Patrick Mahomes. On the 49ers, do they ever lose a game by more – like, the answer is no. <laughs> do they ever not win a game by more than, like, two touchdowns? Like, I mean, we beat them with Jimmy G by 20. Yeah, 
I, well, we have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, I, but they're even when they had a better quarterback, assuming that Garoppolo is still considered a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. I would say that. Am I, I wrong? Not. So I, I just pulled this up. Uh, over under for the 49ers Eagles game is 45 and a half right now. Oh, so close. So you guys are pretty on it. Who do you like, or who do you think is the better quarterback, Nate? Garoppolo or Purdy? I think probably Purdy, I think. Wow. Right okay. now. It's kind of hard to say. I Just going off of what I've seen so far, I feel like he's – it's it's not by much. I don't really know. It's just like when Purdy came into this offense this year, the offense has been better since then, I think they showed a stat during the, the coverage last night where, you know, it's it's more yards per game, it's more points per game, it's less turnovers per game. Um, but, I mean, I don't think Jimmy G – I don't think either of them are that special. I think Par- yeah. Purdy might be slightly better than Garoppolo, though. So, um, one of the Cowboys fans that I work with, he actually brought up the fact that the 49ers haven't really beaten anybody in the last, like, nine games mm-hmm. very accurate i mean i can't argue it at all no Cow- i mean cowboys are their best win and they i don't know i mean by seven right yeah yeah i mean not like they're I, big but it was it was definitely their- <clears throat> no that's that's a good the, point the 49ers did not impress me at all last night uh on the offensive side of the ball i thought defensively i mean they're really good um, that was kind of a big deal, I think, for Dallas when Pollard went down. I feel like they have been building their game plan around him a lot. Um, it's probably like their second most explosive player on offense. So when he goes down, that's a huge element that you lose out on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 49ers, yeah. The <laughs> 49ers, though, I mean, it's so weird to think of the 49ers and Eagles as – like low would will be a low scoring like run first game mm-hmm. because I think if you if you put Joe Burrow on like either of those teams as quarterback they are like a throw first we're gonna score forty points a game kind of team yeah and because they, I mean they... the Forty ers have like a very talented roster I think if they were going to be a fa- uh, pass first offense I think the Eagles do as well AJ Brown Devontae Smith Dallas Goddard. Um, all very good receivers. Um, so it's kind of just weird to think about. But I do agree. I think it'll be low scoring. I think they're both fine letting their defense win the game. Um, field position, clock management. Yeah. Maybe this is a good transition one. to our predictions for these two games, don't you think? Yep. Let's just stick yeah. with the NFC. Um, John, what, what do you think happens? What would you like to put on record as of – January 23rd with your predictions uh, for the NFC. I think it's a coin flip. Honestly, um, the Eagles are favored. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say the 49ers because everything Ooh. that I thought is going to happen to this point has been wrong. <laughs> uh, so, so the Eagles I, are winning. The Eagles are probably going to win, but I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, what um, do you think? Sure. So the line for this game is Eagles are favored by two and a half right now. I think the Eagles win by six. 
Um, I think it'll be close. It's it's six, which is um, definitely covering if you're the Eagles, but I think it comes down to the final drive. The 49ers have a chance to try and punch it in, um, and they don't do that. So I think it's the Eagles getting getting the dub here. Yeah, I was going to try to transition better, uh, John, but I was you saying that the 49ers really haven't played anybody and beaten anybody. I think this is where we, that gets uh, proven to be true and shows that no matter how good the roster is in the NFL, this isn't college, <laughs> Georgia, it, in the NFL, you need a good quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. So I also think the Eagles are going to win. Don't know how by how much, but I'll take them by a, a touchdown. 24 to 17. Go Eagles. Go yeah, Jason Kelsey. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I just this this feels like such an unpredictable game to me because I could I, I could I, get going either way. The Eagles. I could, sorry, I, I mean this no. could be the game that Jalen Hurts gets contained. Really, That's I mean if they stop him on the ground. I think this offense is going to it's going to look a lot different because the 49ers are able to cover, and if they can also take away the run game from the Eagles, the 49ers could end up winning this in a defensive battle. And I would be so excited if the 49ers won because segue, the chiefs are going to win also. Oh, <laughs> and okay. that cakewalk of a super bowl. Put me on. Right. It's coming. Okay. Score prediction, John super bowl. No, no, no. For the, uh, AFC? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a wild one. I feel like it's going to be like... I feel like it's like a 31-28 scenario. Mm. Harrison Bucker walk-off? Oh, yeah. Oh. Probably a 50-plus. <laughs> the the Chiefs are going to... It's going to get like tied up. 28, I feel like, is too even. Maybe like 30, 34-31. Okay. 34-31 sounds better. But the Chiefs are going to get the ball back with like 27 seconds left, and Mahomes is going to take it to get in field goal range, and Butker is going to drill a 50 plus yarder. And that's one way to transition to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you on my prediction? Yeah. No, actually, look here. You go. Me, you go. Let, let me bring down the mood. I uh, I'm nervous, obviously, and. I'm going to predict the Bengals win. <laughs> I'm going to take them begrudgingly 28 to 24. I don't like it. Do I actually think they're going to win? My logic side says yes. So that's what I'm going with. My heart says no. But I also really wanted to predict the Bengals to win because if the Chiefs do end up not winning, it. It looks better for me, I guess. Makes me feel good. And <laughs> but if the Chiefs win, I can say, eh, that's okay. I'll be wrong. <laughs> Nate, I'll it's pass it to you. Suck. All right. Well, well I'm trying to think of how I want to go about this. I think the Chiefs are going to win thirty-eight. Oh. To 24. Wow. I think the Chiefs are up seven 
with about four minutes to go, and Joe Burrow throws a pick six to Trent McDuffie to oh. seal the deal. I think they're, they they get the ball back. Mahomes has led a touchdown drive. Joe Burrow throws a pick. McDuffie just glued to Jamar Chase. <laughs> Snipes it, jumps the route, takes it to the house. Lambo leaps an arrowhead. <laughs> we, we break the the decibel record if that happens. Hundred percent. Indeed. There's there's just no way that we don't. All right, I'm changing my answer. Chiefs win. Fired. <laughs> that was awesome. I hope that. <laughs> I do too. It's either Dude, that. So I, it, they were always going to win by 14. The thing I was trying to decide was: is it a Trent <laughs> McDuffie pick six, or is Chris Jones? Going to knock the helmet off of Joe Burrow, pick up the ball off of his corpse, and run it into the end zone. I think, dude. I think, uh, I think I'd really have the Chris Jones one. I think I probably would too. I don't. I think it's less likely to happen though. Dude, imagine this. So everybody knows that Chris Jones doesn't have a playoff sack. Imagine fourth quarter, like three minutes left, we're up a touchdown. Chris Jones strip sack. George Karloftis picks it up and runs it for a touchdown oh. and dabs on the Bengals. Oh. I love it. That's great, Nate. That's why I wanted to pass it to you to finish off. Ooh. Beautiful. Uh, I'm still nervous. But yeah, I'm, I'm still glad nervous you're too. <laughs> I, Before we get out of these uh, games, there was one thing I wanted to highlight. Uh, I have been kind of tracking the tight end play during the playoffs so far. And this is something that I, it has been very good. I feel like it's been talked about a little bit, but so in the I while this episode was starting, I was trying to like find these stats and get it all added up. But we have the stats for the wild card round. Tight ends accounted for fifty plus receptions. So by fifty plus, it was either fifty or fifty three. I think I lost my math. Um, six <laughs> touchdowns in the wild card round and 700 receiving yards all in the wild card round. Um, divisional round 45 receptions, five touchdowns, and 437 yards. Um, it's been, it's been a big postseason for tight ends. Um, props to Travis Kelsey on the 14 catch game, put it there. Uh, props to Evan Ingram for a good couple games, too. Um, also stud coming back also to Jacksonville. Yep. Yeah. Um, and George Kittle playing really well too right now. So I thought that also was something stud. I wanted to highlight, but that was about it. We got anything else? Honestly, I think Titans are the X factor. Just going to say it. So, well, I think that'll probably do it unless you guys have anything else. No. All right. I guess we'll catch you on the flip side. And if we're really excited or we're crying, you know what happened. So good luck. Good luck yeah. to your here. Huh? If they don't hear from us for a few weeks, it's uh, we know yeah. they know they know. So yeah. good luck to every fan base that's playing besides the, the Bengals. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Let's just put it that way. All right. Thanks guys.